Welcome to Beaver Toast Movies. Uh, James Beaver here, and it's been a while. This is uh, been a while. Been a while, and uh, it's first episode back after a bit of a, a hiatus. Oh, I just uh, you you're the first person in about a month. How long is it? Oh, it's been a month. It's been a month. Uh, we quite the dry spell. This is going to be uh, July. I basically just uh, I kind of wanted to retool, and as you can see, I've got like a whole studio set up now, so I kind of wanted to focus on that. For sure. Uh, so we have here Adam Giardino of Winnipeg Ghostbusters. Welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. Uh, so yeah, me and you've known each other for quite a bit. I've actually been on your podcast in the past. Uh, yes. Of he's also of Loose Ropes Wrestling. That's correct. And uh, another thing that kind of brought us together is our love for Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. I've been a fan since before I could walk, probably. <laughs> I, I specifically remember having a t-shirt when I was a little child of Ghostbusters. And I think maybe my first words was Ghostbusters. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I actually have a picture which I'll be providing with this episode of a young James Beaver in his full Ghostbusters attire. I had all the toys, I had everything. So today's episode uh, is going to be a bit different because we're actually switching things up a bit. Decided that we are still going to do movie reviews or movie discussions, but also we're going to do like more broader topics. And what I wanted to talk to you about was Ghostbusters past, present, future, spin-offs, remakes, what happened, what didn't happen, and such, and such like my phone. Stu- <laughs> my, my stupid phone. My stupid, stupid phone. I... I'm actually going to be unprofessional and check that. And yep, that was my other half. I will make sure that I edit this out and uh, <laughs> basically cuss a little bit. Um, did you, did, she, did you, she making sure that you uh, open or you start this dinner in time or put the laundry oh, I, in? Or I, I, I've, I've already cooked dinner before you got here. Oh, so. you know, that's why it smelled so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, James is... Keto taco casserole, which is a mouthful oh. in itself. So I uh, made it up before we came in. I might keep this in just because it's kind of funny in itself, I guess. Good. Uh, so yeah, so we will we'll be right back. I check the oven, I guess. <laughs> we'll be right back, and we're going to discuss all things Ghostbusters. Yes, yes. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you looking for a fun and unique fundraising alternative? Ditch the frozen cookies, holiday calendars, and bingo balls. Have your sports team, organization, or nonprofit raise some real dough by trying a Quizlers Quiz Night fundraising alternative. Quizlers is a 12-round fun and interactive quiz game experience. Teams are formed and compete against one another on a variety of exciting topics. It's interactive. It's social. It's trivia. Follow us on Facebook by searching at Quizlers, on Instagram at Quizlers Winnipeg, or call us today at 204-793-4202. Mention the discount code BeaverDoesMovies to receive 15% off your next Quizzlers booking. And so we're back. Yeah, eventually start working. So, like I said, Beaver Does Movies is currently in a change right now. This is the first time doing it. And so we basically picked a topic. And as as we mentioned it previously, we're big time Ghostbusters fans. From the cartoons to the toys, from everything. But I think that's, they call us ghost heads is the official it, term. Is that the term? Yeah, there's a documentary that was on Netflix for a while. I don't know if it's still there. But, like, Ghost Heads is... Okay. I know, like, well, to bring in the wrestling... Yeah. Um, Zack Ryder, he's officially a Ghost Head. Yeah, I, I've noticed he does a lot of uh, Ghostbusters references. Yeah. Especially when he did Long Island Z. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like I said, but we're not uh, talking about toys. This is not Beaver Does Toys. This is not Beaver Does Cartoon. <laughs> this is Beaver Does Movies. So we're going to talk about where it all started, which was Ghostbusters. The original. The best. 
Well, when you say the original, how far back are you going? Are you going back to the TV show? Uh, no, no, I, I'm talking about the movie. I'm talking about, you know, Venkman, Egon, every, everybody like that. Did you ever watch the original TV show? I got fooled. I, when, I, when I was a, a young boy, we would have, like, where you put your TV on, you can see what's coming up. The guide? I saw Ghostbusters. Went, yeah. Awesome. And then, like, why is there this monkey? Yeah. Why is and why like, they have a camera? Yeah. <laughs> it's like long camera. What is this? Hanna-Barbera, what are you doing? So was it the cartoon that you saw? Cause yes. They had, they had a live action. They had a live action. And then there was a cartoon. Yeah. Uh, I w- it would be on like Cartoon Network or like Boomerang, I believe it was, which showed all the, all the Hanna-Barbera cartoons. Um, yeah. Not really into it. <laughs> uh, I, think I, I think I was more disappointed because I wanted to watch like a real Ghostbusters episode. Uh-huh. And it was just that. Although I think I think that's why they called it the real Ghostbusters because they, yes they had to for the cartoons yes for the movie I think Columbia paid out a lot of money just yeah. to get the name wow I think it almost like bankrupted them or something like that don't quote me I can't remember yeah, but it they, was more, a lot of money but more than likely they probably made the money back in toy sales oh for sure yeah. all the Kenner toys yeah oh yeah. Like, probably just from my household alone, probably <laughs> bankrolled a couple of colleges for the kids. Well, until, was it 1990 when Home Alone came out, or 91? Yeah. It was the number one grossing comedy every year. Yes. Since, what, 84? Yes. Yeah. Just from me wrecking videotapes. <laughs> I, I think I've gone through four videotapes of Ghostbusters. <laughs> you always remember your first videotape you wrecked, which was Ghostbusters, and I did it four times. Mine was actually... Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. That was my first VHS. Yes, yes. When it came to the cast of this movie, the cast was actually going to be a lot different than what we actually got. Mm-hmm. Original names that were going to be in this, uh, I learned this from uh, Kevin McDonald when, uh, when me and you saw each other. At the movies. Yes, because Kevin McDonald does a, uh, like every Wednesday of the month, he will have like a special movie and Ghostbusters one. So I got a chance to see Ghostbusters on the big screen and Kevin McDonald of Kids in the Hall of Fame was there introducing it, telling fact toys and stuff like that. And you just got to watch the movie with the guy, which was amazing. And you were there doing a uh, Winnipeg Ghostbusters drive, which was pretty cool. Yeah. I yeah. didn't have anything to provide because I didn't realize you were there. <laughs> so my bad. All good. Yeah. We've got a lot of stuff going on. So oh, yeah. And yeah, upcoming. So. You guys are always working, which we'll be getting to For later. Sure. One of the main people was uh, John Belushi was originally fought in mind for the role mm-hmm. I believe he was actually meant to be instead of Bill Murray which which uh, consi- actually Chevy Chase and it was Chevy Chase and uh, Michael Keaton were considered, considered for Vankman yeah 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 I, I know John Belushi was in there somewhere because you had the Dan Aykroyd connection. Yeah, because you've, you've got like the you've got like the SNL and the Second City crossover, yes. and then everyone from Stripes essentially coming together yeah. after they made that. Which is where John Candy came in, right? Because he was originally meant to be the role of Lewis, right? But then he didn't really understand it, from what I heard. From what I know, that he had his idea that he brought to the table what the character should be. I think like he was meant to be German, German accent, yes. and have now there's. 
It was supposed to be two different. Have two dogs. It was either Rottweilers or Schnauzers. Oh, there's conflicting. I guess it doesn't really matter. But yeah. like, he wanted to be an owner of two dogs for some reason. Okay, I'm assuming there's a bit in there. Yeah, somewhere. he had something in mind. But obviously, that would take away from the terror dogs. Yeah, so they uh, it just might, didn't work out. It might have been that he ends up eating the two dogs or something. That might have been something he had in mind. Hmm. He basically went to his uh, SCTV castmate uh, Rick Moranis and says, "Hey, you should take this over." And he ended up doing and ended up doing really well. Nailed it. Yes. And then uh, the role of Winston Zedmore was actually meant originally meant to be Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. And as much as much as that would have been good, I think it would have taken away from everybody else. I think Winston Zedmore in this movie is perfect as the everyman. Uh, he's not very funny, but he's perfect because he kind of builds everybody else up around him. He's a good support in the movie. He's a carpenter. Exactly. Exactly. He you know, he sets up the jokes, he's the layman so that they can explain to what's happening and stuff like that. And it works in that regard. I think that's what the kind of we're gonna go into the second one, but I think that's where it kinda of doesn't work out as much in the second one because they try and make him funny. Mm-hmm. And it kind of takes away with what the original movie had. And the original movie, in my opinion, is lightning in a bottle. It, everything, every component just worked. The graphics worked. The story worked. The- Apparently, they had like uh, uh, men and women who worked on Star Wars. Yeah, did a lot of the special effects. Yes. So they had like everybody coming in. You had like the perfect villain. You had everything memorable. Memorable. You had Sigourney Weaver being really great. Well, as far as villains, almost too good because the yeah. guy that played Walter Peck apparently yeah for years. Yeah. He was getting harassed and that like it drove him out of the business. People apparently. were like yelling at him across the street, dickless and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Which sucks because oh, like, yeah. he's an actor man. And I appreciate was, that he was a good bad guy. Yeah. I would shake his hand. Uh, uh, at least he's done his job by basically having everyone hate him and stuff like that. <laughs> but still. So yeah, like I said, I think the reason why it's been diminishing returns is because this movie in itself is lightning in a bowl. It's the same as like, say back to the future. Oh, for sure. Like that whole trilogy is lightning in a bowl. And if you try and recreate it now, even with the same cast and everybody else, you're not going to be able to replicate it because it was just that perfect moment in time to make something. Would it be more accurate to say it was proton streams in a bottle? There you go. There you go. (laughs) Ah, there you go. Uh, yeah. So like, like I said, everything. And, Still watch this movie. I still notice different things. Have you caught the mistakes yet? uh, No, I haven't caught the mistakes. But one of my favorite recent things I've seen is, you know, the commercial that they have. Like, we're ready to believe. Yeah. Yeah. The funny thing is, you see Egon looking down and then step forward. Yeah. Basically, he sees a mark. Basically, set his mark on the ground. And it's him making sure he doesn't miss it. <laughs> that adds to it though. Yeah. Cuz it looks cuz it gives it that very amateur feel yes. cuz they're just starting a business. Yeah. They're they don't anything about the private sector, mm. right? They even mentioned that. Yeah. Uh, and that like step forward is and that adds to his character cuz he's he's not supposed to smile in the film. Yeah. There's he maybe smirks a couple times. Yeah, yeah. Even like when at the beginning when uh when Vankman hands him the the crunch bar, like, you you deserve this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the only time he really smokes is around Janine, mm-hmm. a little bit, and then that kind of dies off in the second movie, which is strange because you start to develop this thing and then it's completely dropped dead. Well, was it in the second one when he talks about oh he has kids toys? Yeah, he's like we had a slinky, but I straightened it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, and that's what I really like about his character. He's just so straight laced that 
you know, he he can't take a joke. He can't take anything. He's just he just so laser focused on everything like that. Even even down to oh the puppy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I'll take away the puppy in the second one. I also really do enjoy the start the scene where uh, Venkman is with the, with the psychics, <laughs> and he's just shocking the shit out of him with the go with the cards. Yeah, yeah. And I actually didn't realize that that was a reoccurring joke in the in the two movies. Is that both times the people are psychic because he's seen when he throws up the card, the guys right. He gets really mad. It's like three squiggly lines. Yeah, and he gets it right. Yeah, and then there's in the second movie. The psychic, and that is actually correctively, you know, is correct in his prediction of the end of the world. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no kidding. So that, that's one thing I do enjoy. Like, it's not as great as the first movie, Ghostbusters 2, but it's just a little bit under. Well, did you know that the beginning of the second one was actually supposed to be the beginning of the first movie? No. The idea was that they were in the future. Yeah. Uh, and that the, the story was that they've already been in an accomplished franchise and that they got tired of like getting rid of all the ghosts. Oh. And so that's what they had to do was get side jobs because they did so well cleaning up New York. Yeah. That they had to do birthday parties. Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. That was apparent. Apparently. I, I, yeah. I don't like, know how accurate that is, but that's mm, what I've been. And like, oh, what was it? There was another one where like, there's so many different like setup jokes as well. Like when they first meet the librarian. And Ray says to Venkman, get her, get her. And then he does it to, to Ray later on at the end when it comes to Zool. Mm-hmm. It's just, everything's set up so perfect. It's, in my opinion, a perfect movie because everything has a payoff. It's funny because there's a ton of, mis- like, there are, like, a bunch of mistakes. That yeah. Told. Like, the, uh, apparently in the library scene, just to reference that, with the bookshelf falling down yeah. uh, behind them, that was apparently an accident. Oh. That wasn't supposed to happen. Uh, but apparently yeah. they just ad libbed through it and kept care. And that's what I mean. Like they, they were so great at ad libbing that it kind of worked. Well, apparently Bill Murray had like no script. Yeah. Apparently it was all off the cuff. Yeah. And that and that's um, we're going a bit further. Like answer the call. That was apparently a big problem. Was it? They barely had a script. Oh really? It was like nearly like eighty percent ad libbed. Well, again, that's uh, they went with the whole SNL concept. Yeah. Right? But sometimes you kind of need something just to kind of hold you into there. Like uh, Winston's lines were all hundred percent written, mm-hmm. whereas everyone else could just like bounce off of that. You kind of need that ground right there. So, like I said, uh, Ghostbusters. Um, if you're not seen it, then <laughs> then stop listening. Like you've got, you got mad at me because I said I've never seen Go- Godfather. Yeah, and I'm like, well. <laughs> It happens. I've seen. I, I at least I said I've seen Goodfellas. That was and, like, and actually Casinos where yes, you got me because yes. Goodfellas is always on TV. Yeah, yeah. Casinos one that's not. You know, if you had to pick the yeah to choose between the two, yeah. usually people go with Goodfellas. Yeah, I guess it's easier to quote. And yes. I don't think it's as long. <laughs> no, and th- apparently they're doing like a third one now. Really? Yeah, uh, The Irishman, and it's got Joe Pesci, Robert De Niro, and it's done by Scorsese and Ray Liotta. Uh, I don't know Ray, Ray Liotta, but it's got like um, basically when I think of like a third one, I think of Pesci and De Niro because they're kind of like the, the constants between those two movies and Martin Scorsese and Al Pacino's in it too. Wait, are we talking about Casino or Goodfellas? Uh, the Irishman. It's the third movie that they're making, like based on like gangsters. Oh, oh, they're making a third one. Okay, yes, gotcha. Yes. Uh, now I get it. 
yeah anyway so back to Ghostbusters <laughs> I really enjoy Zool I really enjoy the Marshmallow Man scene that's just amazing and uh, anything else you want to talk about before we go on to the second one you know what he was made of when they blew him up eh was it shaving cream yeah menthol shaving cream yeah oh. I don't know how many gallons of it but that, that must have been a lot we are back and then we'll get to part two so we are back and when did Ghostbusters 2 come out was it in the 90s uh, like 89? 89, 90? I want to say it was 89. I believe, I believe so. This isn't as loved as the first movie, I find. Ghostbusters 2 is known as a failed sequel. And I believe the reason why is it kind of suffers from sequelitis. <laughs> it has, like, like we mentioned previously, they kind of reuse some of the same jokes and stuff like that. They have to have, like, the giant monster in the movie for them to take over. They have to have, like, the godlike figure. Well, apparently, in the, in the first one, they wanted, like, a boatload of mo- giant monsters to take... Yeah. ...to go after. But they just, based on budget and whatnot, they just stuck with... Yeah. So, uh, with what they had. Yeah. That, uh, that That is what I actually heard. There is some stuff that works that I actually kind of like. Peter Nichol as... Uh, oh, what's his name? Kind of the guy, the Eastern European dude. Um, he, he always says he pronounces. <sighs> yeah, he he has like a specific name that he gets mad. Uh, he was amazing. Janusz. Janusz. Yes. Janusz. Yes. He was amazing in this movie, and he actually has like a downright frightening scene when he kidnaps baby Oscar mm-hmm. and like his eyes his bright eye, red. They're like five beams. I remember having nightmares about that as like a four five year old kid. <laughs> I remember <laughs> when I was a kid. My parents were watching, like, Ally McBeal oh, in the oh, 90s, yes, yes. and he was on it, and I'm like, hey, it's the bad guy from Ghostbusters 2, what is he doing as a lawyer? Yeah, <laughs> my, I, my parents didn't, I didn't realize that until I rewatched Ghostbusters, that that, that was him, uh-huh. but yeah, I, I, I still remember that vividly, like, being terrified when his eyes, like, bright red and his hands, like, all stretched out. He was one of the, like, the bright spots of the movie. But the like the things that didn't work was um, like I said, Winston Stedmore being a bit more comedic. Uh, you still need that kind of grounded guy, and it just, in my opinion, didn't work out. Venkman was still good. <sighs> Ray, I don't know. Like they kind of made him stupider in a way. That that he kind of fell for the bad guy's thing again. Yeah, but I think. Well, I guess, but he's yeah. supposed to be kind of like an easygoing guy. Like yeah. even when he when he gives away that Dana called back for help, right? And yeah, then, you know, Bill Murray's pulling Ackroyd's ear. Yes, for him to tell who who it is. Yeah, so it kind of, it kind of makes sense in that, but it's like I said, it's kind of a retread of what happened previously. I kind of think it's similar to like Evil Dead and then Evil Dead Two: Dead yeah. by Dawn. Yeah, they're basically the same movie, but they're still awesome in their own right. Yeah, so but then you got the other bad side of the spectrum, which is like Men in Black and Men in Black Two. <laughs> I it, barely it, remember Men in Black Two, to be honest. Exactly, that's that's the thing. Uh, but they, basically, it, it all it ends the same where they're blowing up the giant monster at the end. And, okay, you know they're all joking around and stuff like that. Uh, they even have like the classic car scene where they press the red button and fly everywhere. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's it's called sequelitis. It's where they have to rely on old jokes because they don't have anything else creative to do. They oh remember this? We kind of open it a little bit like uh, Hangover that suffered from sequelitis. Where like pretty much comedies in general, they it's very hard to do a, a comedy sequel. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah, because. 
you caught lightning in a bottle. It's kind of, it's also kind of like music albums when bands first make it. Their first album is amazing, and then they have a slump because they're not as hungry anymore because they've already been a success. So I think that's what kind of happened. And luckily with this, they still had some original ideas, like the slime, the mood slime. Yeah, the mood slime was a really clever idea. It was different, but then you still had it where all the ghosts come out at the end. You have the giant monster, which is the giant slime, and then the one cool thing was with when they had the uh, Statue of Liberty a- activate with a Nintendo tie-in, <laughs> right? With an in- because they actually use like a Nintendo joystick. like the controller that one yeah. special like yeah joystick with the two bu- the A and B button. Yeah, I like that, and then they even had like a new power pack and everything like that. But it was, it's, it still has one of my favorite scenes in the entire series is when Ray and Winston go to the kids' party, <laughs> and it, and they start singing, and then they see they start screaming He-Man at him. Apparently, the kid that says, uh, oh, "What's the line where he's like, my dad says you're full of crap." Yeah. Apparently, that's Ivan Reitman's kid. Oh, Jason, the the one that's who's making directing the, the third one. That's funny. That's, yeah, that is funny. Yeah, like I said, like Ghostbusters Two, it's still a good movie. But if you watch one and two back to back, you can totally see that the first oh. one is superior. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, and then for the longest time, we're going to go into... So, like I said, I really enjoyed the villain. I enjoyed the different things. It just felt like been there, done that. Yeah. That's my opinion. And I think that's very a common opinion. Although a lot of pe- I, I see a lot more people are harsh on it than anything because it's not as good as the first I also don't like what they did with, in the second one with Janine yes because they made Annie Potts more like the cartoon character yeah than how she was in the first one I, yeah. just, I wasn't buying into her hair yeah I liked it when she was laid look. back and just didn't give a shit it was just a job yeah yeah rather than I gotta help the guys I gotta do that and I like obviously, I, like all of a sudden into real fashion yeah and... I also hate that they made Lewis into a ghostbuster you didn't like that? no I, I I just thought because he's an accountant and I don't think he would like actually get involved because well, he isn't he just suited up really he suited up where he tried to help and he thinks he did it yeah, true true but you know, I, but at least they didn't have him possessed again. At least they didn't mm-hmm. fall back on that, which was good. They kind of had the Peter Nicole ca- character. Yes, have some. Yeah, I always thought that Oscar was Venkman's kid. Really? I because when you're at that, I was four or five when it, when I watched it. Uh-huh. So you don't really understand plots as much when you're a young kid. True. Uh, this is why Ghostbusters is great because it's great because it affects. Because you can see it and you see all the bright flashing lights and it's all awesome. Then when you grow up and you rewatch it, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, this is also good for adults too. It's got that great, it's got enough flashy for like the kids to love it. And then it's got enough like adult theme content so that you can enjoy it. So it's like a nice sandwich of everything. Yeah, I always thought Oscar was his kid. But it turns out in between the two movies. I probably did too, come to think of it. Yeah. And then getting, just got really confused. Yeah, yeah. He's like, why doesn't he know there's a kid? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, oh, what's the name of the villain? Vigo? The Vigo, Carpathian? Vigo, yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm just like running on empty when it comes to think, remembering this. I should have maybe watched the movies, but... <laughs> oh, but I, I I know enough. It's just names I, I have an issue with. I enjoy what they've done. My f- Another favorite scene from the second one was when the Titanic came back. 
<laughs> and you start walking on. And you see Cheech Marin at the harbor. Yes, yes, yes. Now we're going to talk about the the elusive third movie. Because ever since 1989, um, Dan Aykroyd was trying to get it off, off the ground. And I think since I could remember, they've been trying to make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, every year you would hear Ghostbusters. I used to follow like a website called uh, Upcoming Horror Movies and they always had Ghostbusters and every week or every month they'll bring something up about it. Like Dan Aykroyd was like, yeah, the script's done. This was like in 2001. I remember seeing something about the script. Being yeah. Done. And then there was that big argument where uh, Bill Murray didn't want to be in it at all. Mm-hmm. He was like, no. Or And then he kind of relaxed on it a bit and was like, I want to be in it, but I want to be dead. Yeah, because that was apparently, well, the... The third one, which was, I guess, adapted to the video game, yes. where they go to hell, essentially. I think it was supposed to be called like Hellbound or something like yeah, that. Yeah, or, or like, if they couldn't use hell, it's going to be like a ghost dimension. Yeah, and then he wanted to be killed, but then, yeah, be brought back as a ghost. Yeah. Re- I guess a reoccurring ghost for them, yeah, much like kind, Slimer is. Kind of like a guide kind of situation. Because Slimer is basically John Belushi. Yeah. Uh, that, didn't they call him Belushi when they was doing the effect? Like that was like the uh, project uh, I name. Think no, I think they call him Onion Head or something like yeah. that. But we- there's there's actually if you I've seen it where they'll do scenes from Animal House. Yes, where he's chugging. Uh, I think it's like a bottle of Jack Daniels. Yes, there's a Slimer's doing like the exact same pose. Okay, and then the, when he's eating just before the food fight. Yeah, uh, in the cafeteria, he's eating very similar. Yeah. Slimer's eating very similar in the in the fire hall. <laughs> yes, when he's actually doing it, yes. Uh, so, the, like I said, they tried to get the movie off the ground. It, it took the longest time till the video game came out. And that was like the closest we would ever get to a third movie because they pretty much said they're using the script, they got the original voices, and even like the, the character that you play as, that was... He does a voice at the end of the game, and that's by one of Dan, um, Bill Murray's brothers. Oh really? Yes. Oh, that's cool. So I think they also use his face for it as well. I was always on the fence whether or not they were going to make a third one. Yeah. Um, but I figured it was definitely going to happen after I watched Zombieland. Yeah. Yeah. Because when he comes back and he's dressed up as a Ghostbuster. Yeah. Okay. He's he's going to do. It. He, he's kind of back happen. in it. And then let's go into the remake. Well, the reboot, I guess. Reboot, yeah, because it's yeah. not a remake. It's definitely a reboot. Yeah. So this one, like, in the lead-up was a nightmare. From, in my opinion, all all sides. The fans kind of became toxic because it started off with, we don't want a reboot, we just want, like, a sequel. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, fuck women. The people making the movie were like, we're just trying to make a movie. And then it's like, what, you don't find women funny? And I feel like they were just bad as each other. In like the way they were attacking each other, and that's, in my opinion, why it bombed. Uh, geek culture and yeah, geek culture and the internet being oh, yeah, kind of amalgamated uh, is very toxic. Yeah, no matter how you spin it. Oh, hundred percent. Because everyone has an opinion, whether or not it's educated yeah. or informed. And, and it's, I think it's actually gone worse now, like especially like the Star Wars movies and stuff like that. Some stuff, some arguments though that I, I can back up. Like, yeah. for, if we're talking about Star Wars really briefly, like mm-hmm. when they. Was it in the late 90s when they, like 97, 98, when they brought them back into the theaters? Mm. But they added those like extended scenes? Yeah, I, I understand that because 
it's remaking something that doesn't need to be remade. Right, you're reinventing the wheel. Yeah. Or like when they added like the extra digital effects. Or when they uh, had Hayden Christensen at the end of Return yes. of the Jedi. You, could, you can yeah. totally see that it was added. Yeah. It didn't look natural. I, I looked at it and went, oh. Because there's so many things in Star Wars and like that's why the graphics and yeah. Ghostbusters are still really good and hold up. Because they've not touched it. Yeah, because a lot of it was very manual. Yeah, all they've done is just remastered it, just like puffed it up so that when they put it on like a 4K screen, it still looks good. That's the only thing they've done. Even even from like the sound design, like the Ecto Siren was like with a leopard. Yes. Leopard Uh, growl that was just changed. Cranked up, yes. And like the TIE Fighter, the the laser was just like a, a, a... a radio tower guy wire yeah that we hit with a wrench and like and Chewbacca his, his voice was like a bunch of stuff yeah it's like a dolphin a bear and a they combined yeah, it and, a, and like a chihuahua yeah. or something oh yeah crazy so like I said like the main thing I actually remember was angry video game nerd put out a video <laughs> if, you, if you remember that yeah, I know where, who where he says he was like a big Ghostbusters fan kind of like on the same level as me and you and he's like no review re- no review I refuse I saw the trailer it doesn't feel like it's something for me. I don't like how people yeah. make they comment uh, after trailers. Yes, I think that's I think that's preposterous. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, I, you can you yeah. can agree whether or not yeah. you are enticed to go see a movie yeah. based on a trailer or not. Yeah, because there's there's definitely films where I've seen a trailer mm. and I'm thinking this is going to be I'm not interested. Like, yeah, uh, uh, Men in Black International. Yeah, I saw that. I went, Ew. it's trying to. Get on full Ragnarok too much. But have you seen it yet? No. Okay, so wait till you see it and get back to me. Because oh, yeah. where I was going with this was more so like mm. um, like Zoolander. Yes. I thought this is gonna look. This looks so stupid. Yeah. And then I actually saw it. I'm like, oh, the movie is self aware. My my, fi- my favorite one is uh, In Bruges. Okay. The trailer for that is god awful. It plays it out to be like some kind of stupid rom com. Right. But when you watch it, it's like this pitch black comedy. That or Kingsman. Yes. The first Kingsman. Yeah. I thought this looks. Horrendous. Yeah, or um, but I wasn't saying it was gonna be bad. I just, I just yeah. Uh, World's Greatest Dad. I have never seen that. Robin Williams. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Uh, directed by Bobcat Goldwave. Uh, it's dark. Bobcat's very dark. Yeah. Have you seen um? What's it called? Oh, Postal. Uh, pun. Postal. No, that's uh, Uvi Bowl. That's not Bobcat. I thought he no. had something to do with that. Um. He- but I know the one you talk about, God Bless America. That's the one. Yes. yes. Sorry, I get yes. too confused. With uh, Bill Murray's uh, brother. Really? He's the guy with the tumor. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's a dark movie. There's also... It's, it's a gross movie. But the whole premise of the movie is about a girl who blew a dog in college. <laughs> and she has, to, and she's at a point with her boyfriend where they're about to get married. And she's got to reveal to him that she blew a dog. <laughs> Because it's kind of, you've got to be very truthful before you become married. <laughs> and so it's her atomizing over. What was great as dad, it looks like it's meant to be like this like buddy comedy between a father and son. But the movie is about Robin Williams' character seeing his son accidentally killed himself via erotic asphyxiation. Ah. And he puts his body in the closet and writes his suicide note because he's a failed writer. And he starts to re- release his writing under his son's That's name. super dark. It's so dark. But watching the trailer, you, wow. think, you think it's like some kind of American Pie movie. Yeah. Yeah. So but back to the uh, angry... The one thing I... Like, you can say you don't want to watch it because I think he did it because it, it is kind of, he is kind of someone that provides a service. 
I think he wanted to like curb it because they knew he was a big fan. So he says, I'm not going to review it because I don't like the look of it. So, but then people come in like, oh, it's because it's women. Rather than saying, I'm a big fan, I don't like the look of it, they were basically saying that he was sexist. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. They, they basically... That's dumb. I think... The whole argument that, you know, there are sexist people, but you've got to give a person a chance to explain why you don't want to see it. If you have a valid reason where I'm a big fan of Ghostbusters and this doesn't look good to me, so I don't want to bother with it, that's fine. But if you're going to turn around and say you're sexist because of it, then you're kind of doing it wrong. There are there are a handful of things that I didn't care for in answer the call. Mm, 100%. Uh, there, there was things that I really liked. Uh, I really liked the chemistry between the four characters. Uh, I loved the villain. It was something I actually wanted them to see in a Ghostbusters movie. It's kind of like the Peter Nicole character, but front and center. Sure. I really liked it. That, because if ghosts were real, you would have someone that would try and become a ghost and become strong. For sure. And I really like that. I hate that they completely rebooted it. Yeah, I don't think it needed to be a reboot. I would have would, I would have been fine if it was years down the road. And like you, yeah. you're referencing the first movie when yeah. Bankman says the franchise writes... Will, what does he say? He will leave you yeah. richer beyond your years or something like the, that? The, the whole plot should have been that Peter Venkman couldn't become a Ghostbuster anymore. Or that they're, they're, all, they're retired. Yeah. I mean, that's there's nothing wrong and with so that. Venk- and sense. so Venkman decided to sell the part into rights. And so now, like you have Exterminators, you have Ghostbusters. Yeah, just another franchise. You have the government doing it. You have like third parties. Anyone who can pay a licensing fee gets the technology we could cut you could kind of explain and how they came to be with uh, rashida jo- uh, not rashida uh leslie jones she her uncle was winston zedmore because mm-hmm. his act is already the, her, her uncle in the movie that's how you kind of connect it and that they she's kind of gone to these scientists and say hey i've got this technology uh, i really wanted to follow my uncle's footsteps but i don't know what i'm doing and so you have these three geniuses kind of updating everything like that i think that would have been a lot better because it kind of respects the original source material but it makes it its own thing yeah and it could have been like a different place like a different borough in new york yeah. that there was because i mean yeah they could have done uh we can talk about again this is the fantasy booking i guess yes. you were talking about yeah but like i could i could picture them driving past yeah the hook and ladder eight fire hall yeah uh in tribeca and having like you know for lease signs on there because yeah. like it's all cleaned up in in lower Manhattan, yeah. so there's no more ghosts. And honestly, it would it would have made it funnier if they couldn't afford the fire hole, so they go across the street. Yeah, it, it also would have made uh, Ray Dan Aykroyd's cameo better if he lost a lot of money and ends up becoming a cab driver because he actually mentions, "Oh, that's not a class five. You you wait till you see a class five. It would have made all the jokes pop a lot more if it wasn't a complete reboot. The one thing I did like though that helped me appreciate the movie better was all the cameos that were in it. Yes. Even it, not, even down to Egon. Exactly. Yeah. With the, with the bust in yeah. the, in the office there in the it, hallway. Yeah. It kind of was a, a Royal blessing that, that I, yeah. I, I saw it as a Royal blessing from yes. the original. Oh, hundred percent to, to allow this one to happen. Yeah. And, and Bill Murray had a decent role in it. Yeah. Too, he even got what he wanted. He died. Exactly. He yeah. Killed, which I thought was, Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, the one thing w- was the one thing I didn't like was the way they made the Janine character a complete dumbass. With, yeah, uh, not a Chris fan Hemsworth. of it. I didn't. 
I don't. Yeah, yeah I, I'm not a fan of that. I think he was too stupid. Yes. I think he could have been not as bright. No, but not like some of the jokes were like talking about naming his cat. Yeah, and the fish tank, and not knowing how to answer the phone. Yeah, I mean, there's no way a guy like that got through life at that age. Yeah, not. It, it would have been funnier if he was just completely vain. Yeah, like just constantly full of himself and just thinks he can get by on his looks. Yeah, you know he's not. I think that's more he's believable. Not, he's not dumb, but he's he's just so full of confidence. He is stupid, but he has this confidence to him. I think that's what makes movies like that that you know are you could say are sci-fi. Yeah, that in quotations. Yes, or even like the reason why I felt like Batman Begins won so many people over is because it was how. Yeah, we know Batman is fiction. Yeah. But they wrote it in such a way that oh, made it believable, like very plausible. Yeah. With the background. It explained everything. Yeah, it's not just like, okay, you have to suspend your disbelief. Like really, for Ghostbusters, all your suspension should be whether or not you believe in ghosts or not. Yeah. The rest Because they you know, they explain it. They explain that the proton packs are um pluton- made from plutonium. Mm-hmm. Uh they they're like nuclear physicists. And that's all you need to know. Like an as as like an alternate yeah. universe, it's very plausible. Oh yeah, and they explain where they got the money for this because they basically triple mortgaged their Mort- house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, it worked in some regards. But then, like I said, some bits. I think completely rebooting it was so against it. Yeah, I would much rather, like me and you spoke about, where if it was just kind of a continuation, but in its own way. Mm -hmm. Because there's so much more you could reference with New York, too. Yeah. Of of growing since the first movie. Yeah. Right? Exactly. But, like I said, it it was okay. But it's the worst of the three movies. Yeah, I I, I guess. I mean, I I wouldn't... I don't want to say the worst. Mm-hmm. Because it's not, it's not the best. I, yeah. I like it in its own right. Oh, yeah. I really do. Yeah. But uh, I would put the first and second one over it. Oh, uh, yeah. That's 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 like... Yeah. That's like comparing A New Hope to... I don't know. A lot, I like Revenge of the Sith. A yeah. lot of people... You know, it's still... It's new. Yeah. Newer, I guess. It's yeah. Still, Revenge of the Sith. Return of the Jedi? Not Return Revenge of the Sith was like the th- episode three. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I actually... I enjoyed it. Yeah. I actually enjoyed the new trilogy. I've been enjoying it. Uh, there's some missteps I found, but I've been enjoying it. So um, let's talk about Beyond. Let's talk about uh, they've just announced there's going to be a new Ghostbusters, and it's going to follow the original continuity. Hopefully, yeah, let's hope. Sigourney Weaver's already on board. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Murray has apparently said he's on board. Apparently everyone but Moranis. Yeah. Essentially. Honestly, if... Moranis isn't in it, it won't be as bad. I'd like to see a cameo. I would love to see a cameo. I mean, from what I know, he he had to put down his acting hat and put on uh, his father, fatherhood hat. Uh, what happened was his wife died. Right. And he didn't want his children to grow up with his dad b- being constantly away. Right. So he was like, I'm done. I'm going to raise my kids. And then he's just been releasing country albums. He's a country singer? Yes. He, I didn't know He releases that. a comedy country album. Oh, they're comedy? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So, but he, he's got a good singing voice, if you watch Little Shop of Horrors. You know, so he can sing. 
Which, which is funny enough, the, has the Bill only Murray. song I can remember from that movie is Novocaine. Um, the, the Steve Martin. Yeah, M- the mine, mine is actually uh, Feed Me Seymour. Oh, right. Yeah. I have to rewatch that movie. Yeah. Uh, the, the guy is from The Four Tops. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, he also voices Mother Brain in Captain N. If you remember that show, Captain N. Oh, it's, that's a li- I think a little before my time, but I kn- I know what you're talking about. Yeah, there was N on the Letterman jacket. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like all the Nintendo like Mega Man and yeah, Castle. and he'd go through like a portal, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah he had his gun. He used like the blaster. Yeah, the, the zapper. The, the villain was uh, Seymour, but it was as Mother Brain from Metroid. Ah, so yeah, like like I said, from what I've heard, it's gonna go to a new generation. Well, based on the teaser and the picture of the Ecto all rusted up in the shed. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a, like a new... Time ge- has passed. Yeah. For sure. And I'm wondering if it, it's going to be like similar to Extreme Ghostbusters. That was my that was my original thought. Yeah. Which also, uh, my favorite Ghostbuster theme. Yes. Out of all the themes out there, the that's my favorite theme one. The creepy theme with like the, the creepy looking pictures of the monsters. Like the ghosts and stuff like that. Just the do ding ding ding. Yeah. Like just the the intro, the whole thing, and then yeah. the electric guitar kicking in. Yeah, and like going back to answer the call, I never thought it was a problem that they were casting females. No, because I don't think that should ever be yeah, a problem. Yeah, yeah, that was never a problem for me because like in Extreme Ghostbusters, you had a female Ghostbuster right there, and no one really raised an eyebrow like that. I felt like they stole the kids from the Burger King ads from the yes. mid-90s. Yeah, the kid in a wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, like the Latino kid. Yeah, like the African-American. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally get that. But I mean, it ghosts affect, like, every, if, you know, go if ghosts are in, in mm. fact real, they should be from everyone, right? Exactly. Like, all walks of life. Yeah. So what does it mean that, why can't all walks of life them exactly exactly and so like like i said that that was never the problem it was never like it was all female i just feel like i said i don't think it should have been a reboot i think it should have been its own thing and i think they're gonna do it right with this one i i hope otherwise i'm gonna cry if it's bad i'm not even gonna really speculate as to how the plot's gonna be when the it's, it'll be like when Transform- the first Transformers came out. I was super pumped at the teaser. Yeah. I loved watching the full trailers, and I'll yeah. still go opening night. Yeah. Uh, well, that's actually kind of come around recently, though, if you've seen Bumblebee. That's you a, know what? I actually that, haven't. Uh, I need to. It really does it well. It really... I, I've, it, well, I remember seeing the trailers yeah. and seeing like the actual Starscream and Soundwave. Yeah. Yeah. And even the use of the voices. Yes, because yeah, Frank, Frank Welker. Welker. Yeah, which and is a, there's a Ghostbusters tie-in. Yes, because he voiced uh, Slimer. Maybe. Well, no, that, oh, in the movie, yeah. it was actually Ivan Reitman that voiced Slimer. Oh, okay. If I'm not mistaken, I was thought it was Frank Welker as uh, Slimer in the cartoon. Yeah, I believe it was Frank Welker because didn't he also do Ray? Yes. And then did Gar? Yeah, because he did Garfield. No, no. Uh, Who did Garfield the car- the cartoon Garfield? I. I've- I forgot his name, but then he also did cartoon Venkman. Right. And then in the movies... Bill Murray Bill, does yeah. Garfield. It's like, oh, you, you're taking me as a cartoon? Well, I'm going to do you in the, in the movie, too. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I always love what, how that came to be that Bill Murray did Garfield. Because the director, I think it's Ethan Cohen. Really? Bill, 
Yeah. One of the Coens did... No, no, no. It's not that Cohen. No, okay. Different Cohen. It, it's it's another... I don't know if it's even Cohen, but it, it is a Cohen, but not those Coens. Okay. And Bill Murray got confused. Oh, really? He, he wanted to work with the Coens. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's a Cohen. And he was like, yeah, I'll sign on. And like, he signed on the line, and he was like, oh, no, it's not those Coens. I'm doing Garfield. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Wasn't Garfield a flop? Uh, they had a second movie. Huh. Yeah. So it didn't do that bad. It did enough to warrant a sequel. Are they going to sequel Answer the Call? No, I think that's dead. Because of the money that they lost? Yeah. It, that sucks, because yeah. I, I want to see a sequel to it. Yeah, yeah. Because they, they left it open for one. Yeah. Do you know I, I would love if they kind of did something where it kind of mashes the two worlds together, where they end up being in the same world as the original Ghostbusters. Yeah, you'd have to do some sort of... Days of Futures Past X-Men kind of thing. Yeah, or somehow they opened a portal. Yeah. And then Zool can go through both. Yeah. Multidimensional, which that's already been established. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that working. Yeah, it'll be be nice. Um, I didn't appreciate the backlash that that got from Leslie Jones. She was calling people racist because they were basically basically going with the third movie. She was really? call- yeah, she was calling people racist and sexist because you're celebrating that you, they're, they're not doing a sequel to ours and just completely redoing it again. Well, one was before the other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It, I do want to see a sequel, though. Yeah. And yeah, and if they teamed up. Yeah. It, it, like it, eight, it, eight on whatever giant, like if Zool's figured out how yeah. to become like Mecha Zool. <laughs> just like <laughs> take yeah. over New York. Uh, I think it would be cool because... There will also be jokes where, like, Leslie Jones looks at Winston and goes, Uncle? It's like, I'm not your uncle. And then yeah, of, totally. Kind of walks off all strange and stuff like that. Oh, we should... <laughs> fan fiction, here we go. Here we go. And, yeah. I, and here I said I wasn't going to try to make a plot for the movie. <laughs> and here we go. But that, that's the thing. There's so many things they could go with this. Like, so, so much stuff you can do. I would actually... If they end up continuing, I would love to see what the guys who did uh, the Jump Street movies... Hmm. I fit, They're amazing at that. Like that kind of comedy style, like action and comedy. You're the new buddy cop, essentially. yeah, yeah, because yeah, uh, they also did the Lego movies too, so they're very good at like references and stuff like that too. Oh, uh, you're like talking about the directors, yeah. Uh, that's uh, like Phil Lord and something Taylor, uh, no, uh, no. Matt Miller, Mike Miller, yes. they did Clone High, yes, yeah, so, and, and they're really good and. I think if they ever did like involve them guys, that'd be great too. And Tegan and Sarah to sing the Ghostbusters theme. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Funny enough, I actually recently saw the Ghostbusters uh, theme song by Ray Parker. Is it Ray Parker? Yeah, Ray Parker Jr. There we go. Not quite, not saying it, it's his dad. Um, Funny enough, at the end, when they have the music video, at the end, they have like a bunch of cameos and it's got mm-hmm. like John Candy, I think Jeffy Chase as well. Yes, they're actually all... Uh, there's a quick clip of like, all yeah. of them. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, I was just like, I, I've never seen that. I always like kind of just listen to it. I've never fully seen the music video. Have you ever... Have you played that song back-to-back with Huey Lewis's um, New Drug? No. Because you, you heard all about that. Yeah, that the, yeah, she, yeah, she sued him because it was sounding very similar. Oh, well, basically, it was the it exact a ri- same It was a rip-off, yeah. They went to Huey Lewis to write the theme. Yeah. And he said no. Then yeah. they went to Ray Parker, and then he essentially stole it, <laughs> went to court, and then it was settled. I want to say it was settled out of court with, like, a non-disclosure. Yeah. And then Huey broke the 
non-disclosure. <laughs> and then Ray went back at a counter, eventually countersued, and then won. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's Christmas in a nutshell. We've talked about, like, the free movies. We've talked about the upcoming movie. And you, you're very cl- have cl- very close ties to Ghostbusters because you're recently... Uh, you got the Winnipeg Ghostbusters, which mm-hmm. you are a part of. And uh, I just want you to, like, explain to everybody what is the mission of Ghostbusters and what you guys do amongst the community and, you know, how you can get in touch. Well, we are, to start, I think it's very important that we always mention that we are actually accredited from Sony Pictures and Ghost Corp. Oh, wow. We actually have a certificate signed by Ivan Reitman. Oh. Uh, that's it has, like, their mission statement on what, like... <laughs> any local franchise must do and it's basically enjoy the the fandom yeah of of the ghostbusters but yeah. to also bestow a lot of charity work yes and volunteering so we we're focused all on volunteer hours our all our members are all strictly volunteers yeah um we pop up at all sorts of events we're getting requested to do all sorts our our i think our bread and butter our main event is always teddy bears picnic yeah which we've done three years in a row now yes very successful every year they they'd love to have us back and we'd love to be back every year because yeah. the kids it's well for one i think it's over like ten thousand people that actually go through that yeah which i had i'd never been to teddy bears picnic until i was a ghostbuster yeah it's a big deal yeah I, I hear a lot of it. I've never been, but every it's time... A, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. It's a long day, but it's a short day. Yeah. I mean, we have to set up in the beginning yeah. and take down at the end, but it goes by so fast with the amount of people. It's so much the fun. Smiles yeah. on the kids' faces. Yeah. Every, Just, every time I'm looking on, like, uh, social media and I see, like, your stuff, <laughs> it's always you're in an event and you're, you're having a lot of fun. It's a, a very it fun... Is a, it is a lot of fun. It's very, it's very fulfilling. Yeah. Um, especially with... Uh, you know, Ghostbusters is one of those things that not only do kids recognize, yeah. but their parents, yeah, everyone knows it. it's very multi generational, yeah, right. Like so, it, it started in 1984. Yeah, exactly. So, like, and, so, and I'm right in the middle. Of, like I was, well, I was born in '87. Yeah, I, so, I was born in '85. So like the movie was like a year old when I was born. Yeah. So yeah, I'm like right. Me and you are right in that perfect age where it's where we need to be. So essentially, when we do these these events, uh, if we can, we'll have a photo booth put up. Yes, we've got props, we've got uh, some of the toys that kids can use. Yeah, and, you know, we take we take photos with everybody and anyone that yeah. wants, and in return, we usually ask for just a donation of any kind. Yeah, and typically, uh, it'll always go towards the Children's Hospital Foundation. Okay, or depending on again the event, if it has another yeah. specific charity, that's typically where like if it has like to. a Winnipeg Harvest or stuff like that. Yeah, well, every year yeah. we do cheerboard deliveries yes. through the Winnipeg Harvest. Okay, um, we've done that two years in a row. This will be our third year. Oh, brilliant. That we do that. Uh, teddy bears, like I said, um, there were uh, the JDRF walk was done with Manitoba Ghostbusters. Yes. Yeah. So like all the groups, we they try to grab all uh, yeah all the the good I don't want to say the good charities, but the good events that yes. bring out the best in people. We we like to be there and do the same. The, the events that are made to like strive to improve people, spread cheer and stuff like that. Yeah, well, there's uh, there's personally I have got like three little mottos, I guess. The who are you gonna call is a running joke because of my profession and yes. the, with the Ghostbusters. The second is that dress for the job you want, not the job that you have. <laughs> There you go. And the third is basically make the world a better place than how you found it. Essentially. Yeah, you mentioned... Because, I mean, the birth of the Ghostbusters, uh, the Winnipeg Ghostbusters, essentially, was 
my, one of my best friends and I, we were setting up for Halloween and we wanted to do a big Halloween display. And it was Chris uh, Rutherford, who's one of yeah. the, the heads of Winnipeg Ghostbusters. He says, you know, hey, let's do Ghostbusters on the front lawn. It's going to be great. I'm like, I don't know if I want to put forth all that money to get <laughs> yeah. a flight suit. And then I mentioned all the gear. And he goes, but I'm like, just for one night. I, yeah. I, it just doesn't cost to use ratio is just not there for me. But he goes, no, no, no. But we're going to do charity work after the fact. All for the kids. I'm like, okay, I'm on board. You, you got me there, yeah. Yeah, and that was kind of it. Been snowballing ever since. Making good use of spending all that money on, on all the props and stuff like that. Uh, were the props homemade or were they... So, uh, I'm going to say it's like a 70-30 split. Okay. Uh, I mean, like the flight suits. So, like, we, for example, we, yeah. we, were, we do recruit. <laughs> yes. Uh, we accept. And our level of membership does not exceed age by any means. Yeah. We've got, like, our youngest is, I think, turning five. Oh. Yeah. He's, he's awesome. He loves yeah. Ghostbusters. And... Couldn't even tell you how old, how much, or how old our oldest is. Anyone and everyone, welcome to join. Um, we get uh, started with getting just like a basic flight suit. Yeah, that you can get it actually Maraway, Maraway mm. um, Militia. It's on Sergeant. Okay, it's an army surplus. Yes, they're super awesome. Typically, if you mention you're with the Ghostbusters, they'll give you a discount if oh, you're brilliant. buying a flight suit. Uh, and then the the basics, the belt and elbow pads. Yeah. I mean, you can go on Amazon GBFans.com. Okay. Has a lot of movie spec gear you can get, depending on how movie accurate you want to be. Yeah. For me personally, I'm not that movie accurate because I have like I have that black vest, yeah, yeah. that tack vest. Yes. Because I, I had it, and I just like thought, would it be cool if I put this on? And I yeah. liked it because it had all the pockets that helped me carry a lot more things. Yeah. And then we kind of made this concept that I was a trap specialist. Yeah. Part of the Ecto Squad. Oh yeah. Which is like this. Brand. It turns out there actually is an Ecto Squad comic. <laughs> so. and, and that, that's the thing. Like, it's so for interpretation as well. Ghostbusters. It's not one set thing. You can kind of add your own different stuff, mm-hmm. and it just works in that regard. So no matter what works for you, like you could be like a trap specialist, or you could be like someone who just kind of runs in to chase after the ghosts and stuff like that. Well, that's the thing with I mean cosplay. Yeah. Um, which I'm not really a big... I mean, I get the term. You appreciate the art, but it's not for you? It's... I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I haven't found... I, I wish there was a better word to describe it. I mean, I am cosplaying, right? It is costume and what have you. But... You wish there was something always, else. But I think with, with that, you should be able to always throw a little spin on your own. Yeah. I am not an elitist... And that it has to be movie quality. I think that's a, pro- that's a problem with cosplay sometimes. Yeah. If you try and interpret it at least something to like either your size or like yeah. your gender, you kind of face a lot of ridicule. Yeah. To me, I, I look at it more so that my appreciation goes to how, not accurate, but how legit yes. what you're making look. Like there are, there's some costumes done in the Manitoba group that are uh, of the cartoon, like the real Ghostbusters. Okay. With the, uh, the stripes and stuff like that. Uh, like the blue, like the, the you, know, you know how each flight suit was a different color for each character. Yes, Egon had like a like a like a purple one, purple or pink. Yeah, with like light blue, kind of neon pastel that, colors. Yeah, that was mainly the figures. That each one had like a different right, flight suit. Right, and in the cartoon it was very yeah. similar. Someone had done that, and they even made the proton pack with yeah. like light or like a big blue. 
Okay. I'm like, I really appreciate it. To talk about how you were asking about like purchased versus created, we do have a member in our group, his a- Andrew. He's an amazing 3D artist. Okay. A 3D printer. And he actually redid. So uh, Sharon in our group, she does a take on Holtzman okay. from Answer the Call. So her flight suit matches that, like with the, the high vis stripes across the, the chest and then the arms and the legs. Yeah. And then she has the, she built her own pack. Oh, wow. With like, she got like a colander and like rope light. <laughs> it was very jerry-rigged, but it, it looked great. Yeah. Uh, he thought, he, he said, hey, I could probably replicate this and upgrade it for you with some 3D printing. Oh, perfect. He did so, and now it's it's sturdier. It looks so much more, I don't want to say authentic, but it's got just that little extra spice to it. And, and she it, loves it. It's amazing. And it's also good that it's sturdier because if you're walking around, you don't want it to be destroyed in the yeah. mid- middle of a day as well because it kind of ruins the effect because of the, like, which proton pack. Yeah. You and like You kind of want that stability to help. And with our group, it's, it's not a matter of how much money can you spend for your costume? It's like, like get the patch, get a flight suit, show up. Yeah. Because I mean, like Chris, <laughs> he he has an actual replica movie. Oh, wow. Uh, movie size pack, lights up and everything. It's huge. It's super heavy. Because yeah. I think apparently they from the movie, they're about 30 pounds. Yeah, you can kind of see when they're kind of They like, made some rubber ones for like some real... Like running and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, but other, the rest of it was all legit. Yeah, I think I remember they, they had one for show. Mm-hmm. Like when they're kind of like walking around. But then when they actually are actively running, they actually had like the rubber ones just kind of cool down on the weight. So yeah, that, that's pretty much it for the episode. Uh, thank you very much for coming on. It's awesome to talk to someone that has as much enthusiasm for Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, I can I keep do. going on forever. Exactly. Maybe a part two <laughs> after the uh, the new movie comes out, I'll bring you back. Or we could even try and watch the Ghostbusters T- uh, TV series, the original one. <laughs> I mean, just, I've seen a couple episodes. They're not that bad. Yeah. If you know, it's it's not this. It's different. It's not the yeah. same. It would have been funny if there was like a like a a group of ghosts that looked like the ones from like the original Ghostbusters, <laughs> like a ghost monkey or something like yeah. that. So yeah, uh, if you have any like social media, please yes. uh, uh, mention it, and we will. Uh, I'll make sure I'll uh, atta- attach it to the uh, episode description. If you are looking to book the ghost, the Winnipeg Ghostbusters for any charity event or function, you can definitely find us very simple on Facebook. If you just search Winnipeg Ghostbusters, I'm really good at get back, getting back to you. Just a simple message. Hey, you know, what do you need? When do you need? And at what time? Um, other than that, you know, we do bir- we do do birthdays. Yeah, uh, not as much as the charity events, but if you you want us to show up for a kid's birthday we're more than happy to and and the proceeds go towards charity so yeah but if you yell we want he-man you, you get charged double <laughs> you know what we actually <laughs> we had that happen and it was it made our day <laughs> the da- it was the dad told one of the kids was at the party it wasn't for the birthday boy yeah it was at the party to once the song was being played because the parents had to play it yeah uh was to yell he-man <laughs> and just and he didn't understand but it, it was actually really funny yeah i had i, I appreciated it yeah yeah it was, it, but if the kids saw yeah i was like double <laughs> i look good dad in the eye going double <laughs> But yeah, so thank you very much. Um, thank you. Yep. And so, yeah, beaverdoesmovies at gmail.com if you have any comments, questions, or concerns. Uh, Beaverdoes on Twitter. Beaverdoesmovie on Facebook. Please leave a review if you like this episode. Thank you very much. I know it's been a while. It's been a while. But I'm back, I guess. Better than Thank ever. you very much. And yes. uh, stay safe.